Good morning, everyone. This is Jeff from the CyberPro Podcast. My guest today is Carlota Sage. She is a repeat guest. I'm super thrilled to have her on board. So let's get into it. Good morning. Good morning, and thank you for having me back. In a few words, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and maybe what's changed since the last time we spoke. So much has happened. It's been great. I am Carlota Sage. I am what's known as a virtual CISO. So if a company um, if a company is large enough to build a security team, they'll have a chief information security officer to run that team. But often companies need that strategy before they're ready to build the security team. So you get a virtual or fractional CISO, which means that I serve as a CISO for anywhere from three to 12 companies at any given time. Uh, for Yeah, it's, it's actually a lot of fun. I really enjoy the consulting aspect. Um, for the last year until September, I was a VCSO for a company called Fractional CISO, of all things, and it was a great experience. But they were very focused on that kind of 50 to 250 person organization space. And I really wanted to move even further down market. I wanted to catch people just as they're starting, starting their businesses, um, where they're starting to grow from like two people to 30, right? And really get those very small businesses, the security information they need. I also wanted to bring the price point down, like to, to have a fractional CISO with my previous company, you you were paying 80 to 150,000 a year. And um, I wanted to bring that down to 5,000 or less. So, you know, that requires volume. Um, but my background's actually developing knowledge bases. So if you've ever been to support.netgear.com or help.netflix.com, I was the one in the late, um, in I guess, 2012, 2010, in those those uh, time frame that developed those knowledge bases. So I'm very good at talking to, to audiences at a very large scale. So I'm hoping that I can combine that previous history that I had with my more recent security experience. And I've launched a company called Pocket CISO, um, in the hopes that I can actually do that and really get some good information out there uh, as much as possible for free for those small mom and pop businesses or for those early stage startups that really need to understand the basics of security. And I think this will help them down the line when they're 100 to 150 people and they're growing to that bigger uh, VC cell or they're growing their own security team. Now their founders actually have a good understanding of security. Wow. Wow. That's, uh, Which, that's so... my vision. <laughs> oh my. I know, right? I don't, I, I just have little ideas, very little ideas. Very little ideas. <laughs> you know, and, and what's interesting about that is, right, you're, as you said, you're moving more downstream and you've gone down this path where you're trying to kind of level the playing field because yeah. as entrepreneurs, as startups, yeah. you know, oftentimes there are a lot of things that, we look at and go, whoa, that's really big and that's really intimidating. So I'm not even going to look at that, right? right? And then when they have to get there, whether they're taking their money, institutional money or getting professional investors, they're going to say, well, what about cybersecurity? What have you done there? And they're going to be like, yeah, yeah. oh crap, right? Yeah. So bridging that seems to be a very critical need, even though they may not realize it at the moment. Yeah. So that goes into question number two. Having gone down this path, what do you now find is the most interesting aspect about being a newly reminted CEO and a serial entrepreneur? What do you look at today? Uh, you know, for me, it's so much more exciting because my my first venture into having my own company, I was actually thinking about a product. Um, 
and I, I unfortunately got very derailed because my, my mother was very sick and passed, passed away. And I ended up consulting just to kind of pay the bills. And I didn't have, I lost that vision. And I think what's so exciting for me with the second round is that, okay, now I've worked with another small company. Uh, I think I was the fifth or sixth employee for Fractional when I started, grew to 15 with them, and they are on a great trajectory. They will be 50 people in no time, I have no doubt. But you know, watching Rob and how he ran the company he was so open and generous with with his knowledge. And Rob's theory is give to give. And I, I love that about him. And I want to honor that in my own doing. Um, but yeah, I just had a very different vision. And I really am excited to, I feel like I now have the tools. I've got mm. a really solid idea of what I want to do. I have that vision. I have more experience and more knowledge of how to run a small business. Um, so I, I feel like it's all kind of coming together and it just feels really exciting and energetic and it's not as overwhelming as it was the first time. Um, and, and I'm also excited because I'm seeing more, you know, as I'm going through this, I'm queuing up knowledge base articles, uh, you know, people call them blog posts. For me, they're going to be much more actionable for a small business, right? Mm. So blog mm. posts, knowledge base articles, those sorts of things on here is my experience here's how you can do it. Here's how I solve that problem, you know, and do it a little more on that how-to side of thing rather uh, of things rather than trying to say, you know, create this narrative and story. The, the narrative and story is important, but what people need is the, how do I solve it? What's the mm. context there? Give me some actionable items. Um, and, and so I feel like getting all of those pieces together, I've just got so much more energy this time around. Um, and I get so much great feedback from people on LinkedIn and just through talking to folks like you. Yeah. What she's really saying is she drinks a lot of coffee. <laughs> so much coffee. <laughs> yeah. I try to switch to decaf in the afternoons. It's not working well. Yeah. Good luck, <laughs> good luck with that. Good luck with that. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, we only really need four hours of sleep a night, right? That's. Okay. When okay, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you answered question number three in that, so awesome. So let's jump into okay, question great. number four, the meat right. of it all. We talked about before we started recording about mm -hmm. how you are not your average customer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, what insights or advice about that would you like to share with our community? Absolutely. You know, when, when we talked last time, when I talked with Rick last time, you know, you are not your average customer. If you were your average customer, you wouldn't be in security. Mm. And, you know, as I've spent the last year serving more and more smaller companies, uh, what I realized is that we just, we just don't speak the same language. Right. And security, I tried to, I tried to show the NIST maturity model to a client's director of technology, and it was just absolute failure. And, and as I went through and started to explain it, I realized this model is great for security professionals. It is absolutely, there's no mapping here for a business. And it's on that security professional to make that translation. You are the living Rosetta Stone for the business. You are the security Rosetta Stone for your business. That's your reality. You have to take the jargon out of it. Um, and as I talk to people and as I, I, I'm on more panels with other CISOs, you know, where I see CISOs who are very, very, very successful, uh, they, you know, they've been in their role seven, eight, 10 years. They're highly emotionally intelligent and they're very good 
at translating for the business. And when you see reports that, oh, the average CISO tenure is two years, I realize you know, that means that there are people who are failing out within six to 12 months of becoming a CISO. And they actually just don't understand that you have to be the translation stone. You have to be the Rosetta stone for their, through your organization. Uh, and I feel like if more security professionals understood that sooner in their careers, they would have a lot less friction. Uh, let's end on something fun. Tell us this story about something that happened that really made a difference and made you a little more mindful about really what we're trying to accomplish. You know, th this one doesn't have to do with security. Um, I was at a party and I saw a friend of a friend for the first time in 20 years. And this is just as pandemic is starting to kind of let up and people are having porch parties. Um, and, and this woman, Jace, said, oh, Carlota, I haven't seen you in so long and I've always wanted to thank you. And I, I was like, well, for, what for? Like, I've seen you maybe once or twice in my life. And she said, you know, we were at this party and your neck was bothering you. And I asked you if you needed a, a neck massage and you said yes. And I, I gave you a little neck massage and you you said, wow, that's amazing. And you you handed me $20 and, and I said, okay. And she goes, that became my career because wow. you insisted on paying me. Yeah, not because... Yeah, I was saying, okay, why why is that a big deal? She's because nobody had ever told me how good I was before. You know, I always give people massages and you were just so impressed. You said, I that is better than a massage I have paid for. I have to at least give you $20. And it made me realize just even the smallest things that we do, um, we have to be kind. And that can really change somebody else's life. And I am not always a kind person in my life. Um, and it's been, you know, it's just that moment, especially as we're coming together after the pandemic, just felt so human to me. I was like, okay, a very small kindness, if a very small kindness like that can change someone's life. Just imagine how many lives you can change, right? It's just amazing to me. Shivers. I mean, honestly. <laughs> And I probably didn't tell the story very well because I'm just, I get so excited of, of how excited she was about it and how excited she was to get to the chance to actually say thank you. It's like, cause you know, it's not, it's not a moment I even remember. Yeah. 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 Those are the, those are the, those are the things that mm -hmm. we need to remind ourselves to be no joke, more mindful about the situation that we're in right now. Cause we, yeah have no idea how our waves will affect other people. Right, right. And, and I'm, I'm bad about that, right? Because I, you know, I, every human is, we're, we're emotional, we get caught up in ourselves, you know, and, and I get you know, very angry sometimes and I get angry on Twitter and it's just like, okay, sign out, just log out, especially the, the last few weeks. I was like, okay, I just need to log out of Twitter because I'm just angry all the time when I'm here. And that is absolutely antithetical to whom I want to be. Indeed. Well put. Mm -hmm. Carlota mm -hmm. Sage, thank you again for your time. Absolutely. Absolutely. You made it to the end. Thanks for watching the Cyber Pro Podcast today. You can find more content here and here and there.